Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Orange County. I had no idea that was your husband. To New Jersey. I never expected this. Stepping up, stepping up. Get behind the scenes and relive the drama. Don't talk to him. He's a little twerk. All of this is unimportant to me. With exclusive interviews and celebrity guests. Let me tell you something right now. This is Getting Real with the Housewives. Fabulous. Going with the weird fabulous. Now, here is your host. Hey guys, welcome to Getting Real with the Housewives, a Housewives podcast from right here at Us Weekly, where we break down all your latest Housewives news, give you exclusive interviews with your favorite ladies, and dish the dirt on all things Real Housewives related. I'm your host, Christina Garibaldi. And I'm your co-host, Joe Drake. This week, we sit down with Monique Samuels from Real Housewives of Potomac, who teases everything about this season. But before we get to all of that, there is just so much going on in Housewives news this week. Joe, why don't you kick us off? Oh my God, I don't even know where to start. We did this last week, I think we need to do it again. Let's go right into the clip of the week so we can unpack it all because as I'm sure our listeners know, it went down on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So let's listen to the clip of the week and then we can get into it. But why are you torturing her? Denise, I'm not gonna torture you any longer. She said you two had sex. What? I'm sorry. I didn't think it was my place to say it. Did you have sex with her? <laughs> no. No. You guys, I'm going through so much stuff. It has nothing to do with any of us. It has nothing to do with this show. And bravo, bravo, bravo. Honey, you have to stop saying that. I don't want to be the person that leaves. I have to. This is like, I'm floored by this information. So have a moment and say something. Please do not air this. Please. If no, that's what we were stop. Say- I'm stop. Bravo, bravo, bravo. I am not doing this, you guys. I'm stop. not trying to do that. Yes, you that- are. No, Kyle, I swear you that- are. Yeah. I'm done, guys. I need Chris, Colin, or I'm out. All right, well, we've been waiting for it. How many episodes do we have to wait? Like, it felt like 908, but... Forever, but we finally got bravo, bravo, bravo. We got it all, and you know what I was most surprised by, and we heard in the clip of the week, I didn't know that Teddy was going to be delivering the goods like she did at dinner and, like, looked right at Denise and just unleashed it. Yeah, she's like, well, I'm not going to hold it back any longer. Yeah. Here's what went down. I mean, in my opinion, we talked about this last week, but has your opinion changed at all? Do you believe uh, Denise or do you believe Brandy? (sighs) I still think I believe Brandy. I have to say that the way Denise accepted how this all went down, I felt bad for her because she looked totally bamboozled. She looked hurt disappointed, offended. Mm -hmm. She had tears in her eyes. And you know what? I kind of love 
how Garcelle dealt with it in her confessional. She was like, if she hooked up with Brandy, that's none of our business. Exactly. And I I understand that this is what, and you know, Teddy said this in her confessional that they sign up for their lives to be filmed, but she didn't invite the cameras into the room if, if, and when she hooked up with Brandy and that could have, that was completely separate. 100 percent and then that goes on to what sutton had to say because sutton said which i loved because sutton said i knew about this rumor weeks and weeks and weeks ago but i didn't say anything because it's none of my business yeah but i mean you know i don't know i mean sutton is you know she goes by the book she goes by the rules she's a classy lady and that's why she didn't bring it up but I guess, I mean, I guess I know why Teddy told her because Brandy said this on camera. So it was going to come out eventually. Yeah, but... and that, that's a good point. I mean, Teddy was basically thrown into this against her will. She was right. at Kyle's to plan the baby shower. Kim shows up, then all of a sudden Brandy walks in. And like Teddy said, Teddy doesn't even really know Brandy. They did a podcast together. They've met a handful of times. I She just happened to be in the room to quote Hamilton, in the room where it happened. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, and I agree with you. I mean, she was like, this is about to come out. And so I guess I might as well tell you. I do agree with Sutton. It's like, why did this have to happen at dinner? I would have maybe pulled her aside, even if it was on camera with Bravo, Bravo. Yeah. Effing Bravo. Like maybe just between Teddy and Denise, maybe Kyle and say, hey, look, we had this random run in with Brandy. She threw us all under the bus. She definitely threw you under the bus. And I just wanted you to know so you are prepared, whatever. But the yeah. dinner, the delivery at dinner seemed really dramatic. And I got to give it to Sutton. When she, I first saw her on this show, I thought she was kind of bitchy for the way she was judging people's outfits. But she really has, she's really growing on me. And the way she, she really dealt, is too, yeah. The way she dealt with it at dinner, I thought was really great. Yeah, you know, I do, I, you did feel bad for Denise in that moment, yeah, right? you know, because I mean, like you said, you're just bamboozled and you're like, what is going on? I'm on a trip to Rome. I thought I was going to have a great time with these ladies. Right. And now like my world is just kind of blowing up in my face. Completely. And I think the unfortunate truth of this is that once you do sign up for the show, even if something happened off camera or not even while you were in production, it's unfortunately becoming fair game. And that's what's mm-hmm. getting a little kind of crazy. And I think that's what Denise is figuring out. She's like, I thought I was just going to have to deal with, you know, when the cameras were around. Well, that's not right. always. No, that's not what happened. Yeah, right. But it is strange. I don't remember if it was in this episode, but like they were saying how much Denise has changed from season one to season yes, two. They did because say that. in season one, you know, she was or in her first season, she was an open book. She was talking about everything. She oh, was yeah. this outlandish, you know, sexual person that had no problem talking about her sex life. But now it seemed yeah. like, well, one of the ladies said that, you know, it might be Aaron kind of reined her in a little bit and was like, maybe you shouldn't be talking about all of this anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the fact that she was so open see, her first season about her sex life makes me wonder if this is all really fabricated because if she did kind of make out, hook up, call it what you will with Brandy, she last season, she probably would have been open about it. If they had a threesome, she probably would have been like, yeah, sometimes we dabble with a guest star. Like that sounds like last season, Denise, this season, Denise sounds like as Teddy said in her confessional again, that she's really concerned with her image and really wants to sort of play producer at the same time. But you know, Denise, the unfollow game has continued with the liking some shady tweets because this mm-hmm. week Denise has been liking 
some shady tweets on Twitter. And I kind of love this because in my opinion, it's like the modern way of being subtly bitchy, but you can still be somewhat classy about it. Like right. she, didn't, she didn't write the tweets. She just liked them. <laughs> yes, she just liked them. So yeah, so one of some of the tweets read, when Garcelle and Denise surprised the witches of Eastwick at their dinner shitster date, it was so obvious. And that Erica was so uncomfortable. They are intimidated by true women who are Garcelle and Denise. So it seems like De- Denise is still on good terms with Garcelle after all this. Yeah, I, I really hope so too, because I think, again, with them being actresses and being in Hollywood and show business for years, I, I still want some... Like, even if this is true and Denise is kind of being lying and trying to play producer, I still want someone to stand by her. I don't think she has any ill intent. Her and Aaron may be weirdos and hippy-dippy right. and kind of in, in their own world, but I don't think she's a mean person. And that's why no, I, I don't feel think bad she's a mean person. Her. No, I don't, I don't think that she's mean at all. I think that she just got caught up in something that she wasn't ready to get caught up in and yeah, wasn't ready I mean, for it to be public. She's a great person. Another tweet read, don't know Denise, but what I do know is she's a dog rescuer advocate, took in her ex's kids for another woman so they didn't have to go into child protective services, adopted a special needs child, pretty stand up human. So, And she liked one of those tweets too. And I think it's true. It's like, let's not vilify this person because she didn't want to admit to having a lesbian affair with Brandy Glanville. Right, (laughs) yeah. It's her business. If she wants to do it, let her do it. No big deal. So then- and Naomi Campbell got into the mix yes. of all, you know, of all people. But she said that she sides with Brandy. She was on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. And she says, in this instance, I feel that Brandy is telling the truth. I didn't feel like she was trying to say it in a gossipy way. I don't I know actually, if I agree with that. I no, think it I was, was a little I was gossipy. by this. Yeah. First of all, it just proves how big this story is, this Brandy Denise drama that Naomi Campbell is weighing in. Right, yeah. Um, I figured, again, with, Denise being in showbiz that maybe she would have known Naomi and maybe Naomi would have taken her side because I guarantee you Naomi Campbell is not friends with Brandy Glanville. I don't know that for sure, but I would put money down on that. Right. Um, But saying she wasn't trying to be gossipy, this is the definition of being gossipy. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, this is. I, I mean, she said, you know, she wasn't planning on going inside the house. Um, she had yeah, every intention of going the inside Kyle's house. Even if she didn't plan on it, the fact of the matter is she walked into the room and basically just unloaded. The yeah. Gossip. She's like, hey, girls, guess what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, also interesting is that Garcelle said that she has no regrets on about doing the show. Yeah, she said, "I watch what happens." Yeah, yeah. she said that it definitely challenged her, made her grow, and she had a ball. Definitely, (laughs) I'm. She she made her blue hair debut on Watch What Happens Live. I thought it was gorgeous. I liked it. Yeah, it looked really good. Yeah, I mean, she's beautiful. Teddy did the pink hair. Garcelle's doing Mm -hmm. the blue. People are getting bored, locked up, trying their hair crazy colors. I gotta give it to Andy Cohen though. I have been enjoying, I mean, I've always been a fan of Watch What Happens Live in the studio and the clubhouse is a really great set and really cool place to visit in New York. But they've really been knocking out of the park with his at home in the Hamptons. And I feel like, I don't know if it's because the ladies or all of his guests are at home via Zoom. They seem to be like more honest than ever. Yes, much more comfortable. Don't you think? Totally. Like, I mean, we've been talking about this. I just I really wonder if this is how it's going to be going forward. I mean, if everybody can just do this from home and like you said, you're getting more your better interviews and more comfortable interviews. Yeah. I can't imagine that people are going to nobody's going to fly from Beverly Hills to go to do Watch What Happens Live if they can just do it from home. I know. I mean, I can't say the same about my interviews right now. I don't know how you feel, Christina. (laughs) I, I miss 
our little studio <laughs> and having the, the, the person right there. But for a production like Watch What Happens Live, their connections are always great. You get to sort of see inside these people's homes. It really works for a show like that because all it is is a quick chat. No, oh, totally. Yeah, so, it definitely works. I think I think it's going great. But yeah. So yeah, so Garcelle said she had a great time. No regrets. We also have some more Beverly Hills news. Adrian Maloof. Yes. Of course, uh, she was on the show a while ago and she appeared this season. But she said she opened up about needing counseling with her husband post split, which was interesting. Yeah, I mean, if fans remember back in the day, I mean, this I hate to say that they were doomed because I don't think they were doomed, but I can't think of a better word. Like clearly they were going to split because back when Adrian was on the show, it was obvious that it might, it wasn't going to last, but she talked to Bravo's daily dish and said that um, it was actually years of counseling for them to get to an amicable place to raise their three sons, Gavin, Christian, and Colin. Now, when she just appeared at Kyle's charity event, I did think that Adrian and her ex were pretty cordial with each other. I mean, we didn't get a lot of screen time with them. I would have preferred to see them have a little scene just to see the true sort of banter with them back and forth. But right. um, yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate that she was honest about it taking counseling because I think, I mean, I don't know. I've never been married, nor have I been divorced, but yeah. I mean, sometimes you need counseling more than just for your own mental health. Sometimes it's about couples counseling. Sometimes it's about getting over a breakup, yep. all of that mm-hmm. stuff. So speaking yeah. out on that, I think is, you know, nice. Yeah, definitely. It seems like they're in a really good place and co-parent really well. And he's actually expecting another child very soon. So I know, I know. So crazy. Paul yes. is having a, a little girl. So we'll see how that goes. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Real Housewives of New York. We're going to unpack everything about that explosive episode in just a second. But we actually have some news on the reunion and that'll actually be in person in the Hamptons, right? In person, this was yes. this was the biggest Housewives news for me this week, I guess, aside from Brandy and Denise, right. because we were expecting a lot of Zoom, Skype, virtual reunions coming up. So to hear this so soon was surprising to me. And, uh, you know, the numbers here in the state of New York are really low, which is good. Yeah. And everyone that I've seen has been taking the pandemic very seriously. People are in masks. There's no indoor dining, what have you. So I think it is possible for them to do this. Clearly, Andy plus the women is still a small group under 10. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy said on his radio show, Radio Andy, that it will be in a well-ventilated space. It won't be outdoors, he said. So it'll be interesting to see what that is. Was like a big warehouse or I don't right. know. Mm-hmm. But Tinsley, sources say, has come back from Chicago. She will be a part nice. of the... Reunion. She actually came back from Illinois two weeks ago, or I'm not exactly sure, but in enough time for her to quarantine for two weeks, I should say. Right. And yeah, I think it'll be easy for them to sit apart. They already kind of are spaced out with the two couches in normal time. So I'm sure they're going to figure out seating in a very safe and effective way. But I think too, their voices and the shouting will fill that space. Don't oh, worry. 100%. I cannot <laughs> wait. I'm so excited. This is going to be a reunion to remember. I mean, just I cannot wait to see Leah and Ramona face off because it's going to I feel like it's going to get ugly. So let's kind of unpack last night's episode of Real Housewives of New York, because I mean, this Leah and Ramona drama is just 
kind of ridiculous at this point. And I'm totally on Leah's side. I know this. I am too. I, I sort of wish we had a team Ramona person on the podcast this week. But I don't I'm even all... know if anybody could be. <laughs> no, <you laughs> like... That's exactly right. Like, I, I don't know if we could find someone and I would right. probably just argue with them the whole time because it's like yeah. Ramona, sit down. She has got to go. I, I can't handle I her. Last night was a, a particularly bad episode for her, I thought. The way she handled the Leah situation. You know, they went to Cancun in this beautiful mm-hmm. house. And Gorgeous. it just reminds you. And she's been accused of this before. And we see it play out right on camera. She's so rude to, you know, wait staff. and those. Oh, my God. I was like, it's, I like oh, was about to cover my eyes. Was, oh, that was so I was awkward. Sweating. I was so uncomfortable. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I, and as, as we saw <laughs> with the Beverly Hills ladies in Italy, like they came with their glam team, which it's that's just Beverly Hills for them. So like right. whatever. But the fact that Ramona is having this poor woman, this poor woman. who probably doesn't even do hair, curl her no. hair. She's probably no, she was probably like cooking or like you know, helping yeah, them she, out. It's not her job. And all of a sudden she's like has a curling iron in her hair. And then Ramona has the audacity to be like, like I don't like this. Oh, I guess <laughs> I'll, I'll deal with it. It's a look like shut the. Oh, up. my God. I couldn't. I couldn't even like. And then like, I mean, besides that, her weird fixation on Leah and yeah. how she was inappropriately dancing at the party. I mean, did she not see Sonia? No, she, like all I, of them, even Luann. That was my mind. Yeah, it was kind of like, crazy. I think Dorinda hit the nail on the head last night in the car with Leah saying, Leah, you have the one thing Ramona can't buy yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I was like, that is deep. It's so, <laughs> But it's so true, because why else would she be so mad at this girl who is just trying to have a good time? I mean, she was dancing and everybody else was dancing, you know, quote unquote, inappropriately. Right. And, you know, you got to give the girl a break. And, you Completely. know, just to ignore her like that, too, is so rude and so childish. It just And I think really, if Ramona has, was really that offended at her birthday party like if if one of my friends was doing that and I really was you know offended or taken aback I probably would have gone over to the friend whisper there and be like hey Leah you got to pull your dress down right yeah you know and like help a girl out and she'd be like oh my god thank you you know I don't Mm -hmm. think she intended to like show it off no not at all you know so there's ways to go about it and she did not deal with it properly at all at her party which she admitted last night at Watch What Happens Live she regrets she said she overreacted at the party so. Yeah, but I, I did love how at the end of the episode, Leah's like, how did I disappoint you? How did I disrespect yeah. you? And like Ramona literally had no answers because she doesn't have one. There was n- and she even did it on Watch What Happens Live last night, too. Yes. She goes, on Watch What Happens Live, she said, you know, I feel like I can change Leah. I can't change Sonia anymore. It's like the girl is 37 years old. She's not going to change for you, yeah, nor changing. should she. Yeah, no. Right. And this whole, like, I feel maternal towards her is such a line. And it's, it's such a line. It's, it's so over. Bullshit. And yeah, to your point, I loved Leah was like, just tell me. Like, she was trying, and she was very calm. She wasn't angry. Mm-hmm. She was like, I just want to know. And I thought that gave Ramona the opportunity to be like, you, I, I, I'm sorry to say, but you embarrassed me at my birthday party. She could have said it point blank, but she didn't. Which she means didn't. I don't even think she felt embarrassed. I don't think it was so all either, just kind of blown out of proportion. Then, because if she says that, then Leah can be like, well, didn't Sony yeah. embarrass you as no, well? Right. That's exactly right? right. Like, I just I I don't get it. I don't get it. And also Sonia was weirdly wasted. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Sonia. 
I love, I know we both love Sonia Drop, but last night I felt it was too, uncomfortable. Too I think like the girl said, maybe it mixed with her medication because even the girl said they didn't see her drink that much. So, it, and she seemed like a weird kind of drunk. Yeah. So it had it to have been a mix of the rosé. I know and she the said that. Ew. And the Coca-Cola and the rosé. Who drinks that? I can't. That is so gross. I mean, it does kind of make me want to try it this weekend just so I can report back and be like, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> All oh that my God. sugar. Oh, and then she was like running around naked in front of everybody there, like in front of the girl that was trying to oh, help them yeah, out with, the, I know, with their hair. I know. Oh my oh, god. No. Oh my god. There was and just, it just uh, proved, like you said, like Sonia's antics are okay. Dorinda brought this okay. up last night, and Leah has her skirt hiked up while dancing, and it's like she's the devil. Yeah, it's it's very, very bizarre. Yeah. Okay. so we'll talk a little bit more about New York in just a second. But let's move on to before we get to our interview with Monique, let's kind of uh, wrap up all of our housewives news in a nice little bow. So let's move on to who is being such a liar, Camille. You're such a liar, Camille. Well, I think there was a lot of liars this week. Christina, uh, who's so yours? So many liars. I mean, we <laughs> kind of talked about this already, but I think Denise is a liar. I mean, her body language kind of said it all. I think during right. the episode, she got super like she, cagey, very cringy. And like even with her like, no, I never did that. Yeah. It's like I know she's an actress, but she couldn't pull this one off last no, I was this just week. Gonna, I was just going to say, sometimes when you're lying and you're saying no like that, it's all yeah. over your face. And it's I all, it was all over her face. You. Yeah, you could just see like the color kind of drain from her face and just yeah. be like, oh, my God, I can't believe that this is happening right now. And she I will like do a- my best to pull it off, but I can't. Totally. And she tried, but she to me, she looked like a teenager that got caught by her parents like after curfew. Like, yeah, there was just no denying that she wasn't admitting the full truth, whether or not like who knows how this is really going to play out and if we're ever going to figure out what went down. But Mm -hmm. clearly she's hiding something. And I think, like you said, we saw it on her face. Oh, totally. Totally. How about you, Joe? Well, my liars got to go to Ramona, my my new arch nemesis. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, as we talked about last week and we saw happen last night, she brought up Leah being bipolar, which was not her place. No. Completely disgusting. I totally agree with Leah that it was horrendous that Ramona even bring this up. But when Ramona brought it up at Century 21 for Sonia's debut of her line being there, which I thought was adorable and looked amazing and so Mm -hmm. happy for her. Ramona said in her confessional, like, oh, saw it on some blog. I don't have time to read the internet, but someone told me. What do you mean you don't have time to read the internet? I know. Come on. 2020. Uh, Like, what? What? I also thought that Leah handled that situation really well. Because if somebody was going about talking about my mental health and my business like that, I probably would like flip out. And she just like really kept her shit together, which was which I thought was great. I think she handled that like in a classy, classy way. For sure. Much, much more classier than all these other ladies. Big time. And, you know, she like you said, she brought it up in Mexico. And I think Ramona was taken aback that. Leah confronted her so quickly about the bipolar stuff mm-hmm. because yeah. then Ramona didn't really have a leg to stand on by being like, you were being inappropriate at my party. It's like, well, which is worse, you exposing my mental health right. battle or me embarrassing you while dancing at your party? Like, yeah, it, those two things don't. Equate. Don't. No, definitely not. All right. Let's move on to who's going to check us, boo. Who going to check me, boo? OK, so I got to talk about the lawn Yes. last night on Real Housewives of New York. I was texting with my best friends, Brian and Ricky, who I 
I got to say, I've gotten them into Real Housewives of New York. When they hear this, they're going to be mad. But I did. <laughs> I, brought, I brought them into the fold. We were all so upset by how this was dealt with. You know, I thought it was really great last week when Luann. I love that. Went to the meeting with Sonia and sort of dealt with it all. I mean, clearly Luann being arrested for one night does not pales into comparison. Right. To what these people have gone through being incarcerated. But I did think it was nice that Luann wanted to bring a group of these women for a salon day, get their hair cut, fix their wig, do a whole cute spa day. Where I thought it was inappropriate, and I think no one can check me boo on this, is that all the women came and the focus wasn't even on these people. No. It was on the petty drama from the birthday party. Stupid birthday party. (laughs) And with what's going on culturally in America... You know, my friend Ricky was like, how did the producers not think to re-edit this? Because what I did think was right. really nice was Luann going to each woman and seeing their before and after. Like, that's all what should have been. Them yeah. in the little room with the sandwiches, bitching about the dancing, I just thought was inappropriate. And it was like, this just feels all wrong. Like, deal with it in Mexico. Don't do it now. No, that is, you know, got to right? figure out your time and place. Like, that was not appropriate at no, all. No, and they it all sort of just, just, like, left without yeah. even really participating. Like, we saw them get in the elevator. It was like, what? Right. <laughs> it was just, it was weird, weird timing. And, you know, like you said, wrong time, wrong, wrong place. Th- yeah. What's, yeah. What's yours this week? <laughs> I mean, it has to go to Ramona again. Like, Ramona... How could you have everybody donate $100 at your birthday party so you could buy a bag? Yeah, wait a second. I missed this last week, but clearly it was explained yes. last night. Yes, I thought the I, friends chipped in on their that's own accord. What I thought. Right? But then somebody said, I don't remember who said it last night, but somebody said, I think it was Sonia, that they had everybody donate $100 so she could buy the bag of her choice. Yeah. I'm like, I was what? like, what? So oh there was God. an entrance fee. You want to talk about being embarrassed. Ramona, you should be embarrassed by yourself for even doing this. I know. I felt like I was like swept under the rug and I was like, wait, did, did I just hear that correctly? Completely. Like, what is going on? But I love last week, Sonia was like, screw your bag. We're talking about deeper issues. And then last night, Leah was like, well, I'm glad she at least has this bag because what she was carrying around before was fake. <laughs> was fake. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, God. So ridiculous. Well, I mean, both Beverly Hills and New York are just going to keep getting better and better. I'm so excited about the rest of these seasons. It's going to be so dramatic. And now I'm so excited because this weekend we have the premiere of the fifth season of The Real Housewives of Potomac. I know. Just when I thought I couldn't add one more franchise to my plate, I'm about to. (laughs) We are about to. We are about to. We are so excited about it. And we actually, Joe and I had the opportunity to catch up with Monique Samuels. Of course, she is on the show and she's bringing the drama this season. So we got to catch up with her about life in quarantine and what we can expect in season five. Take a listen. I just watched the first episode. It is awesome. I'm, we are so excited for this season. We've been waiting for months, but five years of Potomac and fans, like I said, they're raving about the trailer. We're going to be very happy with the first episode. Do you feel like this is the best season yet? Oh, most definitely. I feel yeah. like it's a season where everybody finally just like removed the veil. They're allowing the viewers to just really see who they are. I've always been that way. So I'm just happy that everybody else is catching up. (laughs) You have have always been that way. I mean, I have been a Potomac fan since the start. I was totally bummed when they they pushed the premiere date. What was the reason for that again? Oh, my God. I was so bummed, too. I'm like, I'm ready for this season to start (laughs) and finish. (laughs) Yeah. So we, I mean... 
I can only imagine just dealing with quarantine issues and then, you know, with the whole COVID-19 situation, I can only imagine that that had something to do with it, but I really don't know. I'm happy that they didn't cancel us and that we're actually going to air August 2nd. (laughs) Totally. How has quarantine been for you with the kids running around? I mean, I'm sure it's been difficult at times. Yeah. So the first two weeks of quarantine, they kind of felt like they were just trapped. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you can only imagine they were bouncing off the walls. And after we got the rhythm down pack and got a good routine going, it's actually been quite enjoyable. I'm being home. I think that my kids, they're used to me like, you know, getting glammed up, rushing out the house. And then, you know, some days I don't get to just really enjoy them as much as others. So the fact that they feel like every day has been a Saturday, they are loving it. And I've I've actually enjoyed the downtime. I'm I'm enjoying just kind of laid back and, you know, I don't have to throw a wig on. I'm just out here all extra natural. (laughs) (laughs) I had to make sure I'm like, wait, this is audio, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No no hair and makeup for the podcast. Only if you want. Only if you want. (laughs) I mean, we've we've seen that you've had your hands full with the kids, even in the trailer for this upcoming season five. How do you make it work? It seems like you're constantly busy, like you say. It's it's always nonstop. Even with the quarantine, there's never a dull moment in Samuel's house. We yeah. were long before Housewives. We'll be busy long after. I think it's because we always have things going on. And then now that we have three kids, I mean, it requires a lot of energy. And I don't know. I honestly don't know how I do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, look, I'm just trying to just I just try to make sure that everyone is good. And I try to make sure that we keep a consistent routine with bedtime. When they go to sleep at eight o'clock, that's time for me and Chris to really sit back and enjoy ourselves. So I'm not one of those moms where it's like, oh, it's the weekend. Y'all can stay up to 10 or 11. Uh Uh-uh, because that's just (laughs) time for me. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So it's it's always a challenge, but we make it work. Totally. I mean, how do you and Chris kind of split up the parenting duties? I mean, you know, is it kind of 50-50 or is it more on you? Now it's 50-50 and I'm really... Like, I'm I'm just thanking God for this quarantine because I think since my husband and I are both home at the same time, we've eased right into a nice routine where some mornings he'll let me sleep in and he'll handle breakfast. And then some mornings I'll let him sleep in and I'll handle breakfast. So we've been going back and forth, even with putting the kids to bed. You know, he's like, all right, it's your turn. And I'm like, all right, cool. He put them to bed last night. You go ahead and relax with your glass of wine. I'll take the kids up tonight. So it's very much 50-50. And and Chris, is he's a very hands-on dad anyway. So with us being home together, it's just allowed us both to just really like work together because otherwise we would be driving each other crazy. Yeah, uh, definitely. (laughs) Needless to say, he's not trying you. Is that where the new tagline came from? Maybe if you tried a little harder, you wouldn't have to try me. (laughs) Right. That started at home. (laughs) 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 Oh, my gosh. No, that that uh, tagline. It's funny. My brother actually created that. Really? Really? My brother, Kevin. And I'm so happy that that was the one that was chosen because it literally describes everything I went through this season. So there could not have been a more perfect tagline. Yes. Um, So yeah, I'm like, everybody needs to do their part and stop worrying about what I'm doing over here. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that. So do you ever, I mean, in the past, have you submitted like your own taglines before? Or are they like, really? I didn't know. Did you know that? 
I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, we had the opportunity to submit some of our own. And the tagline to me is so important because I feel like it's always kind of giving you a little sneak peek of what to look forward to during the season. Oh, big time. So, so yeah. yeah, I was really, I was quite pleased with mine. Definitely. <laughs> this season on New York, they they rewrote their taglines mid-season. Will we get some rewrites from you guys or are you sticking through the whole time? As far as I know, we're sticking through the whole time. Okay. I, I don't think I need to rewrite mine. No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let's talk a little bit more about this season because obviously we see this explosive fight in the trailer. I feel like this is what everybody's going to be talking about and what everybody wants to see. And obviously your name is being thrown around. What can you tell us about this fight? Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) It's just one of those things where, you know, I think at times, For me, I'm not a person to act a certain way just because the cameras are around. Right. Like what you get is what you get with me. I, 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 you know, if I've witnessed a person act a certain way, whether the camera's around or not, I'm going to believe you. I'm going to believe that's who you are. The only thing that I can say about this particular physical altercation is that, you know, I wish I could go back and do some things different. But I'm trying to just look at the positive side of everything because I'm a forever optimist. And Mm -hmm. I just realized that one thing I walked away from is that I now know what my triggers are. I now know what will push me to a point that I do not need to go. And I can guarantee that won't happen again. So hopefully if everybody else can take that same advice, then we'll be good. But um, and, and, and then what the whole fight even started from Oh, wait till you see. It was just so stupid. (laughs) It was just like, really, like, it did not need to go there. Um, But I'm very much a person who is all about body language. And if I feel like you're getting a little too close to me, um, that's going to be an issue. And I'm I'm not one to allow anyone to antagonize or bully me or try to back me into a corner because that's Mm -hmm. just not how I was raised. I wish that it would have never turned physical but at the end of the day it did so all I can do now is just figure out okay what do I need to do differently going forward so that I can guarantee this doesn't happen again definitely needless to say do you think there's any hope for a relationship with Candace in the future or is that just done absolutely not one thing that I, I often hear people say is when a person shows you who they are believe them Mm-hmm. And I believe her. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, it's just not my cup of tea. So you know, even when you go back to season four, when I discovered even at the farm with the whole "I'll drag you pregnant" and all comment, yes, I came from. At that moment, I realized that Candace is a person who wants yes people around her. She wants people who only coddle her and tell her that everything she's doing is okay and that it's right. And I'm not that person. I was always taught that a true friend confirms, confronts, and celebrates. You have to do all three. So if we get to a point where there is confrontation and you can't handle it and you cannot be accountable for your actions or for you know how you made someone feel, right. that, that's an issue. And if you don't want to make those changes, then we'll never be friends. Right. Was there ever maybe a moment this season that you just kind of didn't want to continue because things just got so heated? Oh, Definitely. Yeah. Because anytime you get physical, that's taking it to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's that's real life. I, I 
took that very seriously because I've not been in any physical altercation since I was in grade school. Right. So I'm like, this, I'm 36 years old. I have three kids and a whole husband. You know, okay. so I'm like, this is insane. And it allowed me to kind of go on a journey of just like, you know, kind of looking at certain things from childhood or, you know, just trying to figure out where, where, where are, what are my triggers? Where did they come from? And this way I'm more aware so that I know how to stay away from people who are toxic. And right. that's what I'm all about. And, and, and she is one toxic person. So I wish her the best, but I will, I will never go down that road again. I am not interested at all. Yeah. Is it safe to assume that Giselle may be one of those toxic people for you as well? No, she's, she is a walking ball of toxins. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I just douse her with some essential oils. <laughs> what, what happened there? Oh gosh. You'll just have to, you'll have to just tune in. Okay. Sometimes, the one thing I can say is sometimes people like to insert themselves into other situations that have nothing to do with them so that they can feel like they're, you know, sitting up higher on that horse that they riding on. Right. Okay. Did they say anything about you scratching out their faces in the cast photo? <laughs> I heard about it on uh, Watch What Happens Live, but it was, for me, it was just like a little fun shade because everybody could see based on the trailer who I'm at odds with. Right. right. And then it was like, oh, and then we get this news that we're getting pushed. So I'm like, oh, I need to turn this into something that people can laugh about. So right. I posted that we were being postponed until, you know, later on this summer and I've scratched out their faces. It did exactly what I thought it would do because some people were like, I am so pissed that the season's getting pushed. But this post is hilarious. No, it works for me. I was like, yes, yeah, give, us, give us some of that drama because I am just seething waiting for this, uh, this season to come out. Right. You got to give the people a little something to hang on to. Yes. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> and we also have a new cast member this season, a new housewife, Wendy, Dr. Wendy. What are your thoughts on her? Dr. Wendy is cool. I think that she knows how to hold her own she came in on a mission to just let everybody know who she is. Call her mm-hmm. doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think she's a good addition to the cast and to the, to the circle um, in itself. I'm looking forward to, you know, getting to learn more about her family and, you know, all the things that we don't get to see until, you know, the show airs. So I'm really interested in seeing that side of her. We, I had no issues with Wendy and, you know, I think that she's, she's a cool chick. Definitely. Who does she mesh with most? Is she particularly close with one of you guys? Well, she was introduced by Candace to the group. Okay. I would assume that they're still close unless unless she ever had to confront Candace. Then, you know, who knows? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously there's a lot of drama this season with some of the other cast members, uh, particularly Ashley and Michael. You know, that drama continues and this time. You know, there are some strippers involved. I mean, what do you make of their relationship and when will this kind of end? Oh, gosh. Well, one thing I know about Ashley and Michael, no matter what happens, they have a way of sticking together. (laughs) They do. And that's one thing that I always have to respect when it comes to marriage. None of us know what marriage is like for the other person. Mm-hmm. You know, we can always look at someone and say, oh, the grass looks so green over there, but you have no idea what you're willing to accept when, you know, you're involved in a marriage. And that's why 
I try not to judge or pass judgment on anyone's marriage because what I do in my marriage, you may not do in yours and vice versa. So I just, I just wish them the best and hope that, you know, they're able to continue to bounce back when things like this happen. And I think the unfortunate part is a lot of what they go through because they're on this platform is Mm -hmm. like up for, you know, talk and for judgment because everyone's witnessing it. So it's a little crazy. It is crazy. I mean, do you think that she'll just ever walk away and clean her hands of all of this? Uh, What do you mean? Walk away from from her relationship with Michael completely and start anew? I don't know. I mean, from what I gather when I see Michael and Ashley together, they're very much in love and they, you know. It seems to work for them. I right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the drama keeps it spicy. Who right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I don't see her walking away from him, especially now. You know, now they have a child together. So, you know, right. You know, I think that especially when you have children, it just makes you that much more determined to keep your unit together. But For you sure. know, if you get to a point where you need out, then that's you gotta do what you gotta do. You right. know? Right. I mean, speaking of people that might need out. You know, Karen seems like she's done after 25 years of marriage. Do you think that she will finally walk away? Karen? Walk yeah. away from the black Bill Gates? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I, I don't know. I, I just, after 25 years in the black Bill Gates, <laughs> I'd stay. <laughs> Listen, I think that Karen and Ray, maybe this was just that part of the year where they're going through and we just so happen to be filming. (laughs) Yeah, All all marriages go through it. You know, like you go through those times where you feel like you're just not meshing or you're not hearing each other. So I know they'll get through it. They'll they'll be just fine. They've been doing it for so long. I'm like, come on. (laughs) Yeah, at some point it's just like, might as well just stick around. (laughs) Right, right. Just And and be happy because at at the end of the day, you don't want to just be sticking around just to stick around. You got to, really figure it out and, and, and be happy and, and feel satisfied with each other. Right. Well, and Robin, as she's getting back together with her ex, are they finally going to just settle down and make it work? Because I know they've been on and off again for years. Yeah, I have no idea when it comes to that situation. It's always been very interesting to me. And, you know, they have the two boys. So yeah, you know, that, that has to be rough. And I wish them the best. And you know, like they, their unit is already what it is. I mean, they live together. They, they pretty much do everything together. So to take it to the next level wouldn't be surprising for me. Right. Yeah. What about Giselle and her ex? Were you surprised that they decided to give us another try? Yeah, I was very surprised. I was like really shocked because I just look at it like you displayed to the whole world everything that he did to you. You know, yeah. so to go back to that is like, what? After all these years? You know, so much growth hopefully has happened. And then it's like you've become this new person and you're 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 independent and you're walking on your own too. And then you go back to the person that forced you to be in a position to find yourself. So, you know, hopefully it's it's worth it. Right. Yeah, definitely. Well, not only Real Housewives of Potomac, not only are you raising three kids, have a husband, doing everything, you have a new single out called Drag Queen. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. Tell us the inspiration behind that. Oh my goodness. So, you know, I love music. I've always been a part of music, even before Housewives. And that has been an outlet for me to basically get things off my chest, whatever it is I'm feeling. And after filming last season, it was so stressful. And then you add on top of it, I get 
a complaint filed against me and now you got all this legal stuff and I was very much overwhelmed and I needed an outlet. So I took pen to pad and I wrote a song and I ended up recording that song and it allowed me to just let it all go. I was finally able to just walk away from all of the emotions that I felt and and then I just made it into a fun song where it's like an anthem for me, reminding me who I am, uh, what I stand for, what I'm about, what I'm not about. Yes. And, 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 and it also just kind of describes my mindset when I am working, which is in this reality space. You know, the hook says I came to work, I came to slay, you know, so at the end of the day, true queens don't play. And that's exactly what I say in the song. And I'm talking about myself. The whole drag queens was a play off of the whole I'll drag you pregnant and all uh, from season four. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I played on the words because I said, you know, I feel like I'm a queen in my own right. And then uh, I actually saw someone post a comment and they actually called me the queen of drag because of that yeah. comment. <laughs> so I, was I like, love that. This would, be, this would be a fun, catchy little, uh, you know, title drag. Yeah. So I, I wanted it to be something that would turn a negative into a positive and kind of take the edge off of the anticipation of this fight and all of these things that kind of transpired during the filming of season five. So I love that. You may have I to have Ru- RuPaul come on for the remix. Oh, yes. I would. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yes. <laughs> well, Monique, thank you so much for spending some time with us and talking all about season five. We are so excited. Congrats on the new season and congrats on the single. We can't wait to see this unfold. Yes, we are going to have to call you later in the season when we can talk yes. more about what goes down, Monique. Oh, yes, please do. Okay. I can't wait to talk about it. Yes. Oh, I can't. We can't either. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Oh, Joe, I'm so excited for everybody to see this episode. It's going to be so I great. You know, normally when we talk to Housewives before the season premieres, we don't get a ton of info. But I really loved our chat with Monique just now. She was wonderful. And she admitted to why she scratched out the faces. You know, she had to sort of give us an answer on that. And clearly she is not friends with Giselle or Candace anymore. And we Mm -hmm. are really going to see how this all plays out. And it is going to be one hell of a season. Oh, it really is. And it's going to be well worth the wait. (laughs) Yes, because we waited. But I'm kind of glad now in retrospect we had to wait because... I know New York and Beverly Hills, as we've discussed, this episode has been a doozy. It really has. Well, we will break down everything Potomac, New York and Beverly Hills next week. That is it for this week's episode of Getting Real with the Housewives. But if you need your Housewives fix before then, make sure you head on over to usmagazine.com where we've got you covered. Joe, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And guys out there listening, write, comment. Yeah. Tweet us, Instagram. We want to know if you think Ramona deserves to stay or if this is going to be her last season. I had a poll on Instagram last night and the majority of people say it's time for her to go. I want to know I what know, you guys I think. voted. Uh, you voted. <laughs> <laughs> She's got to go. But then again, I got to yeah. say before we wrap, you know, some people said she annoys me, but she's it's not, you know, she she stirs the pot and she's crazy, but we need that. So I'm interested we to do. see what our listeners have to say. Let us know. I know. Well, it's going to be interesting. All right, All Joe. Right. We'll Talk see next you next week. Okay, sounds good. <laughs>